This is the Scottish Football Citizen, bringing you the best of Scottish football from the past. I'm Andy Kerr, and with this coming week seeing the return of the Lanarkshire Derby between Airdrieonians and Motherwell in the League Cup, I speak to fans from both teams about their memories of derbies from the past and how they expect things to pan out on Tuesday night. Before we get started, we have this week's trivia for you. The Lanarkshire Cup was founded in 1879 and was played for until 1996 when the competition ceased. Airdrie Williams and Motherwell are the sides that have won the Cup the most in its history, but which club has the honour of having won the Cup the most times? We'll give you the answer at the end of the podcast. There are several derby matches that can be referred to as a Lanarkshire derby. Games between Airdrieonians, Albion Rovers, Hamilton Academicals, Motherwell and now even Clyde with their move in the 1990s from Motherland to Cumbernauld. They can be considered derbies. And while Hamilton Ackies versus Motherwell was the fixture that came to most people's minds on hearing the phrase Lanarkshire derby in recent times due to those two sides playing in the Scottish Premiership regularly over the past decade, Motherwell fans of a certain age don't consider Ackies to be their main historical rivals at all. Instead, they see Airdrieonians as their biggest foes. And while Airdrie is closer to Albion Rovers and Coat Bridge, they too see Motherwell as their biggest rivals. As a result, this rivalry is sometimes referred to as the North-South Derby, when differentiating between the teams due to Airdrie being the most northerly of the four traditional Lanarkshire clubs, while Motherwell are the furthest south, despite being in North Lanarkshire, and their near neighbours Hamilton Ackies being situated in the modern county of South Lanarkshire. Airdrieonians and Motherwell first met in the old second division back in August 1894. And the last time the old Airdrieonians played in the derby was in September 2001, as they put Motherwell to the League Cup with a 2-1 win. Unfortunately, Airdrieonians went bankrupt the following year and had to start over again as Airdrie United, although the club did revert back to the old Airdrieonians name some years later. The only time the new Airdrie have played Motherwell was in a Scottish Cup tie in 2007, as Motherwell defeated Airdrie 1-0 at the Excelsior Stadium, thanks to a goal from Richie Foran. In total, there have been 164 competitive games played between the two teams, with 63 Airdrie wins, 30 draws and 71 Motherwell wins. Arguably the most high-profile North-South derby was in 1975, when they met in the semi-finals of the Scottish Cup with a chance to go on and win the cup at stake. After a goal was first half at Hamden, Willie Pettigrew scored the opener for Well in the 69th minute. But the Steelmen proved to be their own worst enemies as Stuart McLaren guided the ball into his own net. The game finished 1-1 and the two teams met in a replay at Hamden days later where John Lapsley scored the only goal of the game to send the Diamonds into the final where they lost 3-1 to Jockstein Celtic. We're going to hear from an Airdrie fan and a well fan to share their derby memories from years gone by. I'm speaking with Brian Smith of Diamonds TV. Brian is a lifelong Airdrie fan and he's here to share some of his derby memories with us. So first of all, how are you? I'm absolutely fine, Andy, and thanks for uh, asking me to share some of my memories. No problem. So we'll get started first of all and just ask, I know I said lifelong Airdrie fan, but how long have you been an Airdrie fan for and what's your first memory of supporting them? 
I've been an Airdrie fan since probably around about 1971, uh, when I was eight years old. Uh, my dad took me along. He was a, a massive pigeon fancier, and one day I, I talked him into taking me to the football, and and he uh, he took me for many many years since then until I was big enough to go myself. So first memory of supporting Airdrie was actually uh, a game against uh, St. Johnson and then the following week against that, a game against Aberdeen. We lost both. And the next time we played at home, my father asked me if I wanted to go back and I couldn't wait. Uh, I think it was the diamond on the jersey. Uh, but my first real proper memory of, of success for Airdrie would be the Texaco Cup in 1971-72, I think that was, and, and it was a semi-final against Balamina United, uh, who turned up in their, their light blue strips, uh, and Airdrie proceeded to, to win that and, and move on to the final, and, and I thought that was the way it was going to be forevermore. It's always unusual when you get a wee taste of success when you, uh, you're a kid, your team are doing well, and you think, oh, well, this is always the way it's going to be, but unfortunately, being a Scottish football fan, just... If the national team don't do, do, then sometimes your club team do. Um, so what are your memories of uh, how Broomfield looked like back then? Um, and how does it compare to the, the new stadium, the Excelsior, for you? I think the first thing that I always thought, would, I always remember the first time I went in and, and saw the old pavilion in the corner and thought, oh, I've not seen anything like that before. Uh, and then when I moved into the terracing, and a lot of terracings that, that you went to in, in the days were, were shale-based, you know, and, and Airdrie's was concrete, and I thought we were actually uh, quite posh. Uh, the other thing is, round about then, I started playing in the old Airdrie Schools Cup uh, for my primary school at Chapel Side, and, and actually being on the pitch and looking at it, it just looked so big. Uh, you know, and, and to me, that was that was really where I wanted to be. If you compare it now to the, the stadium, which is obviously at this point in time called the Pennycast Stadium, it's a different stadium altogether. I've been lucky enough to also play in, in that one and also do, you know, commentaries, etc. And being a fan sitting in the stand, it's a completely different experience. Uh, slightly easier to get atmosphere at the old ground because everybody was standing up, I think, uh, and we were a lot closer together. Uh, so, you know, like the, the, they've both got their attributes, but, you know, I think for the older fans, I think they would always say, right in the middle of the town, you got off the bus, you went into the ground, or you went for a beer somewhere very local, or you went to the shops with your wife, made an excuse and just went to the game, you know, so... Uh, the, the old ground definitely has many, many happy memories. Of course, and our listeners won't be able to see it, but you've got a picture, a painting of the old Broomfield behind you. It's been there for, for many years, and, and, and I'll do look at it quite longingly. Uh, you get both goals. Uh, I was very fortunate in the Schools Cup to score a goal, uh, and, and, you know, like much as it was about 46, at least 46 years ago, I actually could replay that to you in my head very easily because it was a memory that, that I'll never, ever forget. So it was, it was a dream come true. Fantastic. Now, in terms of the Lanarkshire Derby, um, 
Is the north-south derby between Airdrie and Motherwell the biggest for you? Without doubt. Uh, it's good to go to Glyphon Hill and play Albion Rovers, and there is a lot of rivalry between Airdrie and Coatbridge as, as towns and has been for forever, basically. Uh, I've never properly rated Hamilton Ackies as, as a proper derby for us, although it is a, you know, a, a, a Lanarkshire derby. The, the one that we've always wanted to win more than anything else and the one we look forward to is to play Motherwell. And it's been very frustrating over the last number of years that, that we haven't, you know, we haven't played each other that often. But when I was a kid in, in the 70s and 80s, we played each other fairly regularly. In fact, in, in the league almost every season. And we also had a habit of drawing each other sometimes in the, the League Cup. And, and of course, a very famous Scottish Cup. Absolutely. We'll come on to that um, later on. Um, and I suppose it's like you say, um, with terms of distance, uh, you also have a kind of modern, I suppose, geographical rivalry with Clyde. But would you consider that to be a proper derby in terms of Lanarkshire derbies? Uh, with all due respect to Clyde, not at all. Uh, I, I think for me, I, I live in East Kilbride. I don't live that far from Rutherglen. I pass Shawfield on a regular basis. Uh, and I still relate Clyde, even though they haven't played there for, what, 40 years? I still relate Clyde to, to Rutherglen and, and Shawfield. So, you know, no, I, I don't rate a Clyde game as a derby at all, if I'm honest. I think that there will be several uh, Lanarkshire club fans who will probably agree with you there. It's just uh, quite interesting to see Clyde's kind of nomadic history up until they settled in um, uh, Broadwood and Cumbernauld in the 1990s. Now, back to the north-south derby, as it's referred to, just because of the geography. Um, what are your first derby memories? I think, for me, the crowds, because I mentioned Broomfield before, they, they always seem to be a lot of people there. Uh, also, how much it meant, and also mixed crowds. So, like, we had... You know, I would have Motherwell fans standing beside me. You know, which which is in in the modern day is 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 unheard of. Uh, I always always remember having a, a defeat, for example, would would feel really really bad, but victory would feel really sweet. Uh, and you were the top dog. And as an Airdrie fan, in 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 the seventies and eighties, I actually always felt that we were the number one team in Lanarkshire. So when we lost the Motherwell, it hurt really badly. It's interesting what you say about the fans being in together, because I've been to a couple of games in Germany and the culture is a wee bit different there, whereby there can be away fans saying their full kit or scarves or colours in next to the home fans and nobody really bats an eyelid. But nowadays that would be quite um, quite an occurrence, except I suppose if it's maybe a hospitality area in a main stand or somewhere. Um, what derby matches stick out for you as being particularly memorable? There was, there is one more than any other, which was the Scottish Cup semi-final in 1975, where the first game at Hamden finished in a one-all draw. Uh, where uh, I think it was Willie Pettigrew scored for Motherwell and uh, Stuart McLaren, who was uh, Motherwell central defender, actually scored for us. And the game went to a replay. 
Uh, and then in that replay, uh, John Lapsley goal gave us a one 0 victory, and and to reach the Scottish Cup final at the you know when I was twelve was was quite something. Uh, and I think one of one of the, the one of the real memories of of that game was uh, Bobby Watson was playing for Motherwell, and and Bobby's a really well known person in Airdrie. He ended up becoming Airdrie manager. He's still involved with Airdrie. I, I speak to him just about every week. And he's, he's a fantastic man. But I always felt that Bobby should be playing for us because he's an Airdrie guy. And, and from memory, I think the ball went through his legs for Airdrie to actually win the game. And, and that kind of made it all the sweeter uh, because we had, we had won that game. It was, it was an, an evening game. Uh, the other thing that happened to me that day was I was on a supporters bus and I was right at the front and my Airdrie staff was hanging over the front and and a Motherwell fan came running up onto the bus and stole my scarf and and ran away with it and then I had just, I've still got the memory of my dad running up the street trying to trying to catch him you know there was there was it just seemed as if there was thousands and thousands there but I looked back uh, just the other day there and the first game had twenty thousand at it and the and the second game had 30, just over thirteen you know and that's that you know but to a young boy that seemed a huge crowd you know so. Yeah, it was, I was, that was a brilliant day. The, the other one I had was a, a little bit later on when uh, Airdrie got promotion. We were both in the first division at that point in time. And I had been uh, at a school event uh, for the week, over the week at Aviemore. And we were trying to get the bus driver to drive back really quickly because Airdrie were playing Motherwell at Broomfield. Uh, and and it, we won 4-0. And, and it was probably my favourite Airdrie game of all time. Uh, because it was it was such a brilliant performance. I think I got in the ground about two minutes to three, ran up to my spot, and everything just went according to plan. Uh, and you know, I'm sure the Marvel fans will have their own sort of thoughts on some of the games where they, you know they, they turned us over. But they're the two for me that stick out. You know, by some way. Are there any memorable big game players in derbies that stuck out for you? You've mentioned a couple already for both sides, but is there anyone of them or any others that stick out particularly? Yeah, so my favourite Airdrie player of all time was uh, a player called Willie McCullough, uh, famous for having the not very much hair and a big moustache. Uh, played for Airdrie for quite a number of years. He, he joined us as a midfield player and ended up playing up front, played in the cup final, et cetera. And, and I've, I've met Willie a few times since. He he gave his absolute all every single game uh, and, and was more talented than people gave him credit for. And then we had big Derek Whiteford, who was Mr. Airdrie, uh, also became the manager at one point. And, you know, his cousin, uh, Davey, played for, for Motherwell. So, uh, and Jockey Whiteford was there as well. So... You know, and and had all, you know he he played for Airdrie. So the Whitefords had a real uh, tie up with with Lanarkshire football, uh, and and Derek would would go through the proverbial brick wall for for Airdrie. Uh, we also had a big goalkeeper at that point in time with ginger hair and a big ginger beard called David McWilliams, uh, and and I I thought he played for Scotland I think under twenty one level, and and I thought he was really going to go places, but unfortunately his career never really took off. And I suppose that, that you know, in the Airdrie side, the last one would be Paul Jonquin, who played for us for many, many years. He was, again, he was, a, he was a gentleman of a man. 
and uh, played it right fullback. And my memory of, of Paul near the end of the career was he became the penalty taker and he just ran up and whacked it. And and I would have thought nine times out of ten it landed in the back of the net. So we had real strong personalities in these days. And I suppose the other one would be Mark Cowan, who was like the Georgie Best of Airdrie, if there is such a thing, you know, with the long black hair and the big beard and you know, and 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 Mark was was a bit of a bit of a character as well. So, you know, it seemed to be a team full of personality. Which mother players in a derby did you love to hate? I it's quite interesting because I I didn't like Joe Watt because I saw him as the the opposite of Derek Whiteford. So where we had Mr. Airdrie, Joe Watt for me was Mr. Motherwell and and just just couldn't bring myself to like him in any shape or form. Uh, and then one that I feared more than any, anybody else was Willie Pettigrew because he was he was just always dangerous. Uh, he actually, he, he was someone who every time I felt that we were in the box that potentially we, we could be in trouble. Uh, and he played up front in the days with Bobby Graham who from, you know, the, who had played for Liverpool, uh, he he knew his stuff, and and I was very fortunate. Uh, years later, I, I played for Shots Bonacord and and a, a preseason friendly against Airdrie, and Bobby Graham played up front with Sandy Clark, and a and a and an Airdrie jersey, and it was so strange. I think by that time he must have been about nearly forty years old, uh, but what a player this boy was, you know. So so they were a real dangerous combination, and I always had a thing about uh, Stuart Rennie, who was a goalkeeper. Uh, I always felt that he he played extremely well every time he played against us. Yeah, with that exception, I think we played in that four 0 game, uh, and so they they were all players who really really stood out uh, for me as 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 players that I really just didn't like, uh, you know. And and but I think that's a sign of probably of respect, you know, because it was probably more than than hate. It was it was fear, you know, because you knew that they were going to give it their all. Absolutely. I think that um, the respect there, I think it's definitely there and a lot of fans will have that. Maybe they don't want to see it out loud for a sign of weakness or whatever, but I think that every within every derby, there will be someone from one side who would, you know, who loves to hate one player, but secretly wishes that they played for them and it would, you know, it would absolve all the sins of the past, almost if they just... Um, Changed their jerseys. Um, moving on, what was the last uh, Airdrie Motherwell or Motherwell Airdrie game that you attended? Well, it, it, it's quite interesting this one because the, the 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 last time we played Motherwell, both first teams, I believe, was around about two thousand and seven, and it was a Scottish Cup tie, uh, and the highlights were on the TV. I, I was lucky enough to get some hospitality that day, and I thought I'd hit the jackpot and then went into the, the hospitality box at Airdrie to find that they had decided to share it with Motherwell fans. So instead of sort of having a real partisan Airdrie, you know, Airdrie hospitality box, I had uh, the, we, we ended up being quite nice to each other, and at the end we ended up buying each other a beer in the, in, in the bar. Motherwell won 1-0, thought they were a bit lucky personally. Uh, and I think it was Richie Foran that, that had scored the goal. They were a good side in their days, Mullerwell. And, and, you know, I think Airdrie gave it, gave it a good shot and we just came up a wee bit short. But the actual last time I saw Airdrie playing Mullerwell was in the, 
I think it was a Challenge Cup when Motherwell under twenty, you know, like the 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 Colts team played, and we drew them at Fur Park, and and I've never gone into a game so nervous ever because I thought if we cannot beat Motherwell Colts, then you know they've got us in their back pocket forevermore. Luckily, we did manage to get a victory, uh, and and in the end, it probably was a fairly comfortable one. But it was a very strange experience going to a Lanarkshire derby where your first team was playing you know, the Colts of, of your biggest rivals. But as I said, luckily it went the right way. It is quite strange, but uh, such is the nature of the the cup competition these days that sometimes it can throw up these very strange snarbies. Now, uh, one last question for you. Given everything that's happened to Airdrie since the turn of the, the century, turn of the millennium, what you want to call it, and the fact that uh, the North-South derby is so rarely contested these days, um, does it feel as big a deal as it used to? Does it mean as much to you as it used to back in the day? I think, I think for me, the fact that we are now Airdrieonians again. So for a while, we were Airdrie United and, you know, be forever grateful to the, you know, the Valentine and Spears family for, for bringing the club back. Uh, but we were Airdrie United, and then we got our name back to Airdrieonians, and and that that means so much to to me, and I'm sure and I'm, you know most if not all of our fans, and that sort of makes it special again. So Airdrie United versus Motherwell is still Airdrie versus Motherwell, but Airdrieonians versus Motherwell is back to the history and and everything that's gone with it, and and for me, you know it it means everything because Motherwell are in my book, their biggest rivals. I respect them and, and they've done really well over the last few years, but I genuinely want them to lose every single game they play. And, and I don't think that'll ever change. Having heard from Brian and his thoughts on the Derby, I'm now going to hear from a Motherwell fan, Douglas Dickey. I'm speaking just now with Douglas Dickey. Douglas is a member of the board at Motherwell FC and is also the joint chair of the Welsh Society. Douglas, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing okay, Andy. Yes, I'm doing fine, thank you. And you? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, looking forward to the derby. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, we've got our first game tonight. Uh, we play Queen's Park tonight at Fur Hill and then derby next week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, first for a while, as we'll talk about, but yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to it, Andy, looking forward to it. It seems like a, a short, close season, obviously. Uh, and it is, you know, even in the role of being a director at the club, you know, it never stops. Uh, so, yeah, and then we've just finished the Euros, obviously. So we're right back into it. I've been at a couple of friendlies, or, you know, behind closed doors games already, uh, which was which was good. But, you know, bounce games and what have you. So, yeah, never, never away from it. <laughs> Absolutely. So... How long have you been a Motherwell fan for, and what's your first clear memory of supporting them? Uh, Andy, I've probably been a Motherwell fan for uh, over 50 years now, actually. I started going when I was about seven or eight, in the late, you know, 68, 69 sort of season. Uh, I'm 60 now, actually, so there we are. But uh, my first recollection was going to a game with my dad, actually. I think I had nagged him so much uh, to take me. Uh, they eventually gave in, and we went to a, a night game uh, against, I think it was Partick Thistle. Uh, I, I, excited about it. Obviously, the night game was different for me as well. 
Uh, remember in these days we had black and white telly, so actually I'd only seen a game in black and white, as it were, just on TV. And I just remember actually walking, we went to the main stand, the old main stand, and I just remember walking up the stairs and coming to the, you know, coming to the, you know, the entrance and seeing the lights, the grass, crowd, and, and was really surprised it was in colour, to be fair. <laughs> so, so that was my first, that was my first memory. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think, and I honestly can't remember the result, to be fair, probably too young at that stage, but uh, I would assume we would have won or I might not have been back. But uh, so I hope, <laughs> I'm sure we did. Uh, I know we've had lots of wins and defeats since I've started uh, supporting them, but yeah, I'm sure. And, and in the early days, I remember the pitch, I remember the, the, you know, the, the players that I watched, and we watched people like, you know, Tam Forsyth, Peter McCloy, Jumbo Murray was called, you know, as he was called in the middle of the park, and, and actually saw one of my first memories as well was Ali McInally, uh, as well, he was one of my players, as it were, and that's, uh, uh, sorry, Jackie McInally, I should say, sorry, that's Alan's dad, Alan McInally, so it maybe just shows you how old I am, really. So, yeah, that's my first, my first memories. What are your memories of how Fur Park looked back then and how would you compare it to the modern day Fur Park? Yeah, well, yeah, I did cover a bit of it. I mean, the Fur Park obviously looked far different then to what it does uh, today. You obviously had, it was all standing, you had the concrete, the old concrete terraces, some of the ash as you walked up onto the, onto the terraces, you, did, you know, the crash barriers, uh, used to lean against, you, you know, no cover at either ends. Uh, so a lot, a lot different uh, than uh, to what we have now. Obviously, we have a, a modern stadium. We have uh, the covered facility or seated facility, two new stands at either ends of the ground. Uh, you know, all the hospitality boxes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, was which was never really, you know, a, a thing then, but it's obviously critical critical to a club now to you know to survive uh, but again one of my one of my memories as Fur Park was used to go along terracing and you used to be able to actually pass you know change ends at half time so as you were behind the goal that mother were shooting into and you can imagine trying to do that now uh, so that was uh, that was a bit of excitement the fans passing you know each other in the middle of the park to get to one end. Eventually, unfortunately, they had to put a fence up uh, to do, you know, halfway to divide the fans. Uh, although in quieter games, you were still allowed to, you know, you were still allowed to to pass. But yeah, yeah, different. As I say, a lot different. And the pitch. I mean, you you maybe remember again, but some of the pitches you saw then, in terms of the playing surfaces. Uh, and, and okay, it maybe added to the game, but uh, you wonder you wonder how they manage to play a game on it sometimes. But pitches then and pitches now, uh, we have a, a pristine pitch at, at Fur Park now, and, and uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I really do think it makes you wonder what would have happened if you had the great players or even just the good players back then who were used to these terrible pitches, and particularly in the middle of winter what it would be now if you gave them, say, the pitch at this time of year, let's say at Fur Park, where it's, um, it would be particularly good because there wouldn't have been many games on it with quite a good summer of weather. So 
you wonder how that would have affected their play if they'd had good surfaces. Absolutely, Andy, and, and, and you see now, as I say, you wonder how they managed to play, but there were good, exciting games. There was the tackles allowed. There was obviously the games a wee bit sanitised now in terms of some of the stuff that, 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 that you know, that, that can be pulled up for. Uh, but yeah, it, it would have been it would have been good to see uh, yeah. some of the players then. So moving on now, in terms of the various Lanarkshire derbies that Motherwell um, can find themselves involved in, is the North South derby with Airdrie the biggest one for you? Well, I, th- I think it still is, Andy. Obviously, you know with, with what's happened to Airdrie, and, and I think her last game was way back in two thousand and seven or whatever. And again, touching that, but. Uh, I think it is. We've obviously our, our recent rivalry has been with Hamilton uh, because obviously they're still in Premier League. We played them in cups and what have you. So you know, twice a year, three times a year, we were playing them. So th- th- that obviously was the focus. But certainly, uh, from my point of view, the Airdrie Derby was the first one I remember, if you like. Uh, I mean, I can't really put my finger on a lot of Hamilton derbies in the early days anyway. So the early derby, and I think both being in the, let's say, the north area, north council area, if you like. Uh, yeah, definitely. I would say it's it's still a big one for us, yeah, or me anyway, or, or one that's most memorable. Sure. Um, and uh, this is just a wee side one, but now that um, Clyde have relocated from Rutherglen to Cumbernauld, they're not a traditional Lanarkshire club. If Motherwell were to play against Clyde, would you consider that to be a Lanarkshire derby? Uh, uh, probably, obviously, location, yes. We played them recently, uh, two or three seasons ago, in the, in the we had a, a friendly against them. Uh, but probably not as much, to be fair. Probably not as much uh, in that respect, I have to say. Yeah. Because again, my, my my previous experience is going to Sheffield Stadium with, you know, with Clyde and watching them there. So perhaps not. What are your first North South Derby memories? Yeah, well, my first North South uh, Derby memories. I think you always remember sometimes away games more than you do home games, if you like. And that certainly was the case for me in terms of the, the North-South Airdrie derby. Uh, I remember the old Broomfield Park. Uh, you know, I think going away, I still enjoy going to, to away games. You know, I think you get the feeling of, of togetherness. You see the away support. You see, the, the, the you know, the, 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 the people that travel, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, Broomfield was certainly my first probably memory. Uh, in the centre of the town, used to walk down to the old stadium, and of course they had the famous pavilion, uh, which was unusual at, at the time. Obviously, it was at one end of the park. Uh, players come out from one end, uh, which again you're normally centre tunnel, etc. But they had the big, obviously striking white pavilion with a big red diamond effectively over the wall. So that was a that was a memory. I also remember being really, really close to to the players at the time as well. You know, the, the, the you know there was hardly any track, sidetrack to the, you know, to the to the ground and almost touch them. You could hear everything. And that that is a you know that is a young boy or a whatever it is 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 exciting getting close to your your heroes effectively. So uh, I think, yeah, my first probably memories was going to the away games at Broomfield, you know, where 
family friends over there as well. We used to meet them before the game, uh, never after, I have to say, uh, because it was taken that seriously. But yeah, it was it was good. It was uh, it was all you know it was good. Also, from from that point of view, you obviously watch your own club, but you remember players like you know Drew Jarvey, Drew Busby, etc. I mean, I think they you know they you know a ten or a twelve year old boy as I was at that point. They seemed really, really old. They were probably still in their mid-20s or something, but they seemed really, really old. I mean, they obviously went on to have great key- careers with, you know, Aberdeen with Jarvey and, and Hearts with Busby. So, yeah, good memories. I suppose yeah. you, you don't really get players that look like that anymore. Um, there's, a, there's a Twitter account that I follow. I think it's uh, 80s players aging badly. And it's a similar kind of era where it just highlights the kind of cultural differences now where footballers seem to kind of want to take more care of their appearance, I suppose, whereas guys yeah. probably didn't really care that much back in the day. No, no, not at all. And, and uh, maybe the strips, maybe the way they went, you know, obviously the the, the, the airdrie strip was quite striking in terms of where you were, you know, the, the, the white and the, the red diamond. You would think it was an airdrie supporter, the way I'm talking, but uh, it's just, uh, you've asked for memories and that's, that's you know, what it was. But yeah, uh, you saw him with Drew Busby with the old, you know, comb over here and whatever else, you know, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember the last footballer I saw with a comb over. I don't think they get them anymore. I think they just go straight for the transplants nowadays. But uh, back on track with things, um, what derby matches in particular stick out for you? Well, well, I think uh, Andy, uh, obviously for the wrong reasons, the most memorable for me has to be, you know, the 74-75 Scottish Cup uh, semi-final. Uh, again, I was... 13, yeah, 13 at the time. Uh, we were so confident going through to that final. Actually, we had we were going under a we were having a good spell under Willie McLean. Uh, we had a good squad of players at that at that time. Uh, and and first game it actually went to replay, but the first game uh, was one one. Uh, but uh, I think we we uh, scored first. Willie Pettigrew scored first, and then. Lo and behold, disaster struck, and Stuart McLaren put an own goal uh, through our, you know, through our goals, and it was a one each. So I think it was about twenty or thousand at that game from memory, which again for Airdrie Motherwell was, you know, was a, a, a good attendance at Hamden. Again, so we went to a replay, still confident. Uh, however, it didn't turn out very well. We lost that one nil, uh, and and what strikes me or. or from the memory there, Andy, is that we we were penalised Stuart Rennie, our goalkeeper. I uh, don't know if you remember, the, you know, the four-step rule. So uh, he was penalised for uh, taking too many steps, holding the ball. Uh, had never seen that before and probably haven't seen a lot of it since. It was just eight, ten yards out, whatever. And, and, and yeah, but, uh, John Lapsley scored from that and disaster. So we never come back, never recovered from that. So that is probably, uh, you know, that's the one that sticks out in my mind, to be fair. Uh, as I say, as a young boy, you were a bit broken-hearted set for the final. And uh, that happened actually two years in a row, not with the injury. We actually got to the semi-final the next year and we're beating the Rangers. So it was a tough, it was a tough couple of years for us in the cup. But yeah, as far as the injury games are concerned, yeah, that, that's, that's the one that has to, has to stick out for me. 
Are there any memorable big game players in the derbies that you loved having on your team? Oh, I, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I think you could go through you could go through a number, but you know, going from the original derbies and, and from when I started watching them, uh, you know, players like Joe Wark. This isn't in any order, but like Joe Wark, we had with Billy Pettigrew, we had Bobby Graham, obviously David Cooper, Bobby Russell. Uh, Hugh Spro, our, our goalkeeper who used to swing in the bar. Uh, he was good entertainment for us. Uh, he used to play for air, I think. Uh, Tommy Coyne, McClair, Deans, you know, Dixie Deans. Uh, we had him as well. So Alfie Cohn, you know, Tom Forsyth. So lots of, you know, lots of big game players, you know, right throughout, you know, the, the, the 70s, 80s, 70s, 80s uh, that, that, played in a Lanarkshire derby or a, a North-South derby, uh, you know, and when you go back on it, you know, as a Muddle fan, you look at these players and, and you were privileged to have them in your team and be able to watch them. Fantastic, you know. Hugh Sproat in particular, you mentioned him being at air. Um, not only was he a favourite of the Twitter account I mentioned earlier, just because right. he looked much older than he actually was, but I think um, some people remember, particularly when he was at air, he had a habit of um, trying to wind up the old firm. For example, he would wear a green shirt in goal if he was playing against Rangers and a blue shirt if he was playing against Celtic. And you don't really get the, in the modern yeah. game, you don't really get the opportunity to, to wind up your opponents like that anymore. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so no, it was it was good, Andy. And and as I say, went through. There's Alfie Conn played for Rangers Celtic. You know, uh, Brian McClare went on to to where he you know had a great career. Dixie Dean. At that time, we had a bit of a a relationship. You know, between Celtic Motherwell, there seemed to be a, a number of players that you know changed from one to another. You know, uh, obviously Vic Dave. I'm going back to Vic Davidson days and Paul Wilson, Harry Hood. Shoggy Edvilson, you know, all of these guys played in, you know, the, the the derbies. So absolutely privileged to, you know, to see them, basically. Yeah, fantastic sure. memories. And on the, the flip side of that same coin, um, who are the opposition players that you love to hate, love to get a wee dig in against when, uh, <laughs> when you're on the terraces? <laughs> well, I, there you are on the flip side. Didn't like any of the players. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, obviously. Uh, I, I hate is probably maybe a, a strong word, but yeah, as you say, I dig on the terraces. Uh, again, I think it, it's natural that you you go for players that can hurt you, basically, uh, and, and, and they're better players or whatever. So, obvious ones, again, we've talked about Jarvie and, and, and Busby, but Owen Coyle played... Well, he played for both clubs, but Owen Coyle, I remember him with Airdrie. Uh, he was good for a wind-up and, and uh, you know, again, scoring goals, etc. But one of the harder guys in the team, the guy Kenny Black, who, again, Kenny played for both, you know, both clubs. So, yeah, there, there, was, uh, there was lots of, you know, there was two or three guys here that you enjoyed sort of winding up. Bobby Watson, again, he always used to wind up in the park, again. Motherwell Airdrie connection, uh, and and actually that that's a you know that's a bit of a theme. There has been a number of connections between Motherwell and and, and Airdrie, both in the playing side and obvious you know managing side. You know Andy Dow, Lee Hollis, probably the most recent in terms of our goalkeeper that we had that probably highlight the fact that 
two real big characters uh, and two main men, Bobby Watson and Ali McLeod, uh, both, well, Bobby played for Motherwell, but both managed uh, Airdrie and Motherwell. So, you know, Bobby Watson came directly, I think, from Airdrie to us. And, and we took Alan McLeod from Airdrie as well. You know, albeit there was a bit of a break, you know, between, you know, Ali being at Airdrie and, and coming to us, but Bobby came directly. So there's all this talk about Benitez moving from Everton to, to Liverpool. So there, there we are, Motherwell to Airdrie. Maybe not the same thing, but uh, it's, uh, you know, it's difficult. But as I say, Bobby came directly to us, and I remember my dad, who was chairman of the club at the time, uh, when Bobby came, uh, being pictured for the press at the main door, her part, the usual scarf above the head, him and Bobby together, and suddenly Bobby planted a massive big smacker on my dad's cheek, uh, you know, so it never lived it down, absolute raging, so I, I don't know where that's why he only lasted six months in the job or not, I'm not quite sure. But Bobby's a good character, no Bobby well, uh, started our former players club, very, very active in that. So yeah, a good, a good, a good guy, Bobby can give it out and, and take it, you know? So as I say, unfortunately he had a short spell, six months uh, and, and actually were relegated that season. So I don't even know if it was a sabotage job. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but uh, there we are. It's great, it's great, you know, great times. What was the last North-South Derby game that you attended? Uh, last one, Andy, would be uh, the 2007. Uh, we played them in the Cup. Uh, fairly, we won 1-0. Uh, Richie Foran scored. Fairly uneventful. Probably a 1-0 game. It was actually over you know, at New Broomfield. Probably a thing I remember there was actually there was quite a crowd there that, that, that day. Uh, I think there was over 6,000, which, which was a record, uh, I think, for attendance and maybe still is at Broomfield, you know, so that's probably, again, big, big, massive model support there. Uh, and uh, that's that's what I remember, come away with the win. So that was my last uh, my last outing. And I think that's maybe the last time you played them uh, anyway, you know. So, yeah, I was at the last game. Given everything that's happened to Airdrie with them going boss, restarting as Airdrie United, becoming Airdrie Owens again, um, and also the fact that the derby is so rarely contested these days. Um, does it still mean the same to you now as it did growing up, or is it a slightly different relationship? Well, I think we touched on it earlier, Andy. I think because of the gap uh, and because uh, you know that most of our recent derbies have been obviously with uh, with Hamilton. You know, it does. You know, I think it does create some form of gap. But certainly, be, it would be good to have a proper derby back again. Effectively, and I don't know uh, how we do that. Effectively, maybe we bring uh, back the Lanarkshire Cup, and and we have that. We resurrect that, but there's probably too much football just now anyway. But in some form, but yeah, it'd be good to have the proper the proper derby again. You know, I've got so many contacts, friends, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that that are Airdrie Airdrie fans, and actually just uh, have to endure. Rivalry, maybe more than most, is my best man. Actually, was a or still is an ardent Airdrie fan, uh, and was part of the old Section B, I think they called it, which is the main uh, over Broomfield was the main Airdrie support. I think he taught me some songs or whatever, but uh, a bit of banter. But even 
then my wedding day, managed to present me with a traditional Airdrie diamond shirt with my name in the back. It's never been out of the box since that day. I'm not staying in that box. So, so there, there we are. But uh, yeah, it'd be good to it'd be good to have it back, Andy. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks to Douglas and to Brian for sharing their Derby memories with us. No matter who comes out on top, Lanarkshire Derbies are usually events to remember. Let's hope this one is an entertaining game that we all remember for the right reasons. At the start of the podcast, we asked you whether it was Adrianians or Motherwell who had won the Lanarkshire Cup the most amount of times in its history. The answer is Airdrie. Airdrie won the cup 33 times compared to Motherwell's 32 times in the competition's 127-year history. Other winners of the cup include Hamilton Ackies, Albion Rovers, Wishaw Thistle, Royal Albert, Cambus Lang, Thistle FC and West Benhur. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Scottish Football Citizen. Subscribe to us on your favourite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And join us again next week when we'll be looking back at more of the best of Scottish football from the past. If you'd like an extra football fix in your inbox every Tuesday, you can subscribe to Football Memories Scotland's weekly newsletter, The Football Special, and receive an email full of excellent pictures and stories from days gone by. To find out more, email lindsay at lindsay.hamilton at scottishfootballmuseum.org.uk The Scottish Football Citizen is written, edited and produced by Andy Kerr for Football Memories Scotland in association with Alzheimer's Scotland and the Scottish Football Museum. Additional contributions from Robert Harvey, Jim Orr, Lindsay Hamilton and Richard McVeerty. Thanks to Brian Smith and Douglas Dickey for appearing on the podcast.